Welcome to another episode of Be Here Now. I am your host, Bridget Mitchell. On today's episode, I sat down with my friend, Josie Clemens, who is Hell's Kitchen's first ever vegan chef. Who would have thought that Gordon Ramsay would allow a vegan into his kitchen? But the time has come, and it is a great, great season. She is currently on season 20, and it is called Young Guns, so all of the chefs are in their early 20s. And if you are not up to date with the show, you can find it on Fox on Monday nights or catch up on HBO, but I highly, highly recommend it. She is a badass, but in this episode, we sat down in my kitchen and we talk about her journey of veganism and what led her to being on the show and what life events made it happen for her. Um, and now she is currently cooking full-time so or pursuing her cooking career full-time. So I highly recommend um, connecting with Josie on Instagram at veganchefjosie. Her name is spelled J-O-S-I-E. And yeah, again, check out the show if you would like. I highly recommend it. And I hope you enjoy this episode just as much as I enjoyed getting to spend this quality time with my dear, dear friend, uh, Josie. I love you. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you for listening, everyone. This is Be Here Now. Partially hearing impaired. Are you? Yeah, I really am. I like it's. Yeah. It's from all those concerts. Are you you partially hearing impaired or is it just like you're just a big personality? No, but like I, this is like my, I can meet you there. This is like my inside. I can, I can meet you there. (laughs) I will get a little louder. Okay. All right. We're going to get started. Um, hello everyone. Uh, I have a very special guest. I literally say this every time. But this is someone that I I'm the most special. You're you're the most (laughs) special. I actually met her in person for the first time like three or four weeks ago when I was in LA for work. And but I've known you or known of you for like three years. Damn. Right? Was it three years? Three years, 2018. 2019. But I'm gonna let you introduce yourself and then we're just gonna jump right in. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm gonna introduce myself. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um I'm Josie. People know me as vegan chef Josie. Yeah. I'm the first vegan on Hell's Kitchen. Woo! Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I met Bridget on a Facebook group for young masterminds. Oh my God. Yeah. And created by Brian Steven. Thank you. Stevens. Stevens. Steven. I think it's Steven. Stevens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and we were put in a group together to hold each other accountable to our goals, which I think we have pretty much smashed. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what my goals were. If- I don't know. I think mine had to do with like going back into cooking. Mm hmm. So, and then you ended up on Hell's Kitchen. I literally just quit my job and then Hell's Kitchen called. Crazy. So, universe, thank you. Universe, <laughs> yeah. But how old are you? Where are you living? I know you're like kind of living all over the place right now. Uh, well, yeah, definitely all over the place is the most accurate way to describe that. Um, I'm 25 and right now I'm, I guess I'm subletting my apartment that's in Mar Vista, which is just outside of Venice. Mm-hmm. which is in Los Angeles. Um, 
hopefully I'll go back to it one day. But as for right now, I'm just Airbnb around and I'll be touring Europe next month for a whole month. I've never been there. Crazy. I don't know if I'm like fashionable enough to enter Europe. Your outfit right now screams (laughs) Europe. I'm actually not kidding. Like when I was like, she looks like she belongs in Europe with the outfit. Here I am in a Home Depot shirt and no shoes dude um she looks so sexy though <laughs> she's like literally the sexiest in a t-shirt and her freaking spandex shorts mm, thank you thank you <laughs> You're um but yeah so you are the first ever vegan chef on hell's kitchen which is like such an accomplishment especially like for the vegan community but also like i feel like I mean, I haven't watched the show in a very long time, but they're, I feel like everyone is the same, you know, like everyone's just a chef. There isn't really anything that sets anyone too much apart. You can totally correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But well, I I think so, especially like in all the past seasons, I mean, everyone's just a chef and you're just kind of watching these chefs and you're like, all right, that person kind of looks like they know what they're doing. That person incompetent oh my gosh yeah (laughs) at least that's how I watch Hell's Kitchen yeah but yeah I feel like you know there's Emily the vegetarian there's Josie the vegan and then Mm -hmm. the rest are chefs yeah I love that though that's so spicy so okay I want to talk about um we're gonna kind of just jump all over the place but I and this is gonna be very organic if you hear the cat meowing at the door that's Agatha she will make an appearance at some point but um (laughs) I want to talk about veganism because that is something that you and I bonded on because I've been vegan for, or mm, I don't even want to label myself at the moment, but for like six or seven years, eight years, something like that. Long time. It's incredible. Um, But I wanted, thank you. I wanted to talk to you about like your road to veganism and like what that has looked like and why. That's probably a long one, but. Big oof. Yeah, the road to veganism. Like how, like the road to just like understanding it or becoming it or both. Okay. So like, when did you go vegan? How, did you grow up vegan or no? Okay. <laughs> my my bio usually in like um, different events or magazines has been meat and potato chick on vegan uh-huh. uh, because I was eating meat like three times a day for yeah. sure every day, and I was so tired all the time as a kid. And there were a couple times, too, where I was accidentally going vegan just because I was responding to that tiredness and fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just eating intuitively, not really, like, researching. Yeah. But um, especially working in the kitchen, I was getting so freaking tired. Mm -hmm. Like, for a shift meal, when you have to work 20 hours and you go and eat a shift meal and then you're like tired for like an hour because you're trying to metabolize beef. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. So then I started eating quinoa and vegetables and fruit and just drinking a lot of water. And I didn't realize it was the meat. I just was like, oh, I just need to eat lighter foods. Mm-hmm. I wasn't putting two and two together. Yeah. But then when I left home, and I moved to Colorado with my ex-boyfriend, but boyfriend at the time my whole life fell apart Mm. and I was in like he's still to this day like the love of my life he's actually here in Texas oh really yeah we will not be hitting him up (laughs) we will (laughs) maybe hit him up (laughs) no we we talk still but Mm -hmm. anyways the love of my life was also a chef we were cooking together in Colorado and everything was 
fine and like we were making good money and we were doing what we like to do and then I realized after cheating on him that oh I'm not as compassionate as I thought Mm. I'm not as good at communicating my emotions as I thought um because we'd been on the rocks trying to I've been trying to break up with him for a couple months Mm -hmm. telling him like because he was like let's move to texas and i was like i don't want to go to texas so uh yeah i didn't know how to communicate my emotions so i just did i carried out an act and then i told him the next day and then we finally broke up Mm. but i realized i couldn't communicate my emotions because i didn't have compassion for myself so how could i communicate compassionately and like still hold space and have compassion for someone else's emotions that would trigger you know sadness anxiety depression whatever couldn't do it so my friend Anton from fourth grade I was calling him after my life like imploded because after I cheated on him he took all the money and then split oh shit and then I got fired from my job three days later so I'm calling my buddy Anton every Mm -hmm. week and I'm like dude my life is falling apart here and he's still in Michigan and you know my hometown and you know i'm calling him and i'm like you're all i have what do i do and he goes go vegan finally after like weeks of calling him i was like what that's your answer yeah Mm -hmm. i was like it's like why am i gonna go vegan i was like i'm a chef i can't go vegan he's like vegan chefs exist he's like i'll take you to a vegan restaurant i was like all right took me to a vegan restaurant comes to colorado takes me to a vegan restaurant i'm like whoa a whole a whole new world like (laughs) straight up and so I was like all right I love you Anton and because you're saying this just for my sheer love for you I will go vegan and I trust you because I look up to him like a big brother it's like I'll go vegan fine Mm -hmm. and I did it and then I started really feeling my emotions and I started feeling I don't know it was like this density that got released because I wasn't consuming the anger and the fear of animals anymore. And so then I was just left with my own real raw emotions. And they didn't seem that bad all of a sudden. I understood them. Mm -hmm. Because it was just me. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I could hear my own voice. I could hear my own consciousness. And that was when I was like, oh, this this is a good thing. I'm going to keep doing this. Mm. And then, yeah, I think it took me three months to become fully vegan from vegetarian. And since then, I've, I've been vegan. When was that? Like, how long ago is that? That was that big, like, implosion of life. <laughs> implosion of life was July of 2015. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't go vegan until, you know, I called Anton for multiple weeks. So I maybe started to try to go vegan at the end of August. Mm-hmm yeah wow that's so interesting that you were able to tie an emotional event to food you were consuming and you were able to heal like your life essentially with the foods that you were ingesting or like taking in dude it's crazy i mean plants are literally all they consume is light Mm -hmm. animals consume the plants and we consume the animals Mm -hmm. to get the life force out of the plants that the animals eat that's why i love the where do you get your protein it's like the same place that the food that you're eating is getting its protein what <laughs> like the the food chain question mark i'm confused i'm confused 
dude uh, right man so i mean you're just consuming straight light mm-hmm. when you eat plants and i don't know i could say something really hippie right now please do okay <laughs> please <laughs> but i feel like if you if you look at like the visuals of the nervous system and all the signals that our nervous system is constantly transmitting throughout our body to mm-hmm. different parts of our body to operate on a day-to-day basis doing like thousands of jobs in every second that's light moving through your body and through your nervous system so when you're consuming light you're consuming more life force energy for your nervous system to just keep firing the way that it needs to fire mm-hmm. it's like wh- what more like pure of a source could you possibly ask for yeah yeah that's such a great point i uh yeah veganism is um i like went down a path of so when i first went vegan it was like a shame thing and it was like how do i word this a shame thing like i felt so much guilt and shame for like eating animals once I became aware of like you know the animal industry and factory farming and all of that um and then I would get angry at everyone else eating meat you know I went through that phase of veganism where it was like oh my god like how can you still be eating meat and then I turned that shame like onto Mm -hmm. other people and was shaming other people Mm -hmm. and now I'm at such a more like holistic way of viewing it um and yeah it's a beautiful thing Dude, I think that's what we all have to go through is yeah. like the judgment cycle mm-hmm. because that's what we're conditioned to do is just judge right or wrong to yeah. navigate our well, world. We, we've also been raised to believe that like meat is good. Milk is good. Yeah. Like milk gives you strong bones. Yeah. Like we put it in we, the, we put it in the right category, but yeah. then when we change the vegetables to the right category, then every then everything then else is wrong. Yeah. And then everyone <laughs> questions it like, oh, what, why are you just eating that? Um, it's a, a wild world out there. But um, I kind of like shifting back to cooking and uh, going, becoming a chef like more full time. When did you have like a moment of, or did you have a moment of like, I need to do this? Like, this is my passion. This is kind of what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you had one of those? I did. I mean, I was cooking before I went vegan, obviously. But then when I went vegan and I changed my life, I went into corporate, the corporate world because mm-hmm. I wanted to make money because I didn't want to make $16 an hour anymore. I wanted to open a restaurant. And I was like doing the calculations of like how many hours I'd have to work, how many years that would take. I was like, that will take forever. Mm, so yeah, I went into sales. Um, I worked for a construction company in Colorado selling roofs. Fun. <laughs> Dude, it actually was. Oh, it nice. was licks. You just hop on people's roofs and you mark them up and then you get insurance to pay for it, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, then I moved to California and I worked for Tesla for two years and I was like, I have a sense of purpose. I'm moving people to sustainable energy. Mm-hmm. And that was really fulfilling. It gave me like um, struck infrastructure for me to like rest my mind upon and get into like the, my own flow state and find success in the world. And that was dope. Um, but then I was like, God, (laughs) I'm making good money now, but I'm also spending a lot of it on food and coffee because I'm working 12 to 16 hour days and, and gas for driving around all Mm -hmm. over. I'm not really, I'm making more money, but I'm not saving. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do I have to do to open a restaurant still? 
That's always been the goal. And I went camping. I took a three-day vacation for the first time in two years. My boss was pissed at me for taking three days off. But uh, I, re- I Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> she was so pissed. And... I was like, I don't care. She's like, if you don't come back on Monday, you're fired. I'm like, bitch, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Fire me. At that point, I was just so fed up. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying after that camping trip, because the the people I went with, they lived in vans. I was like, oh, worst case scenario. I quit my job and I live in my, (laughs) I live in my freaking F-150 and I build it out. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I did. I quit my job and I moved into my (laughs) F-150. Amazing. I remember seeing photos of that. Yeah, it was my favorite living situation so far. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so that was the moment that, that you were was like, the moment. I need to be doing I this. need to get back into the culinary world mm-hmm. because as, if you want to own a restaurant, the money is only half of it. Mm-hmm. The other half is like, I don't know, knowing things about <laughs> food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Knowing things about management, knowing things about the industry, like knowing your market just I mean honestly that shit can fuck right off but it's more so I just felt so disconnected from being a chef and from food and the food world I was like I need to get more involved yeah and so then Hell's Kitchen called and I was like um so not prepared okay let's dive into that (laughs) I'm I I want to know more about this okay so they called you yeah you didn't apply no how did they find you dude are you ready? Yes. Are I'm you ready. ready? Um. I I can't. <laughs> I can't hear. You. <laughs> Great. Bro. Okay. All right. So after I quit Tesla and I moved into my F one fifty, I met a man who lived in a van. A different man who lived in a van, and I dated him. <laughs> and that man had family in Los Angeles, and he took me to a family party, and I brought food and I cooked because that's what I do when I go to parties. I bring food. I cook it. People like me. That's how I get validation and love. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. They liked my food. Several months pass. The man that was hosting that party is Facebook friends with a subcontracted casting team that was hired by ITV, a.k.a. Hell's Kitchen. And she goes, she just made a post. She couldn't say what she was casting for. She made a post that said, does anybody know any young chefs that, you know, would be good on a TV show? And he commented and tagged my name. No way. And she called me that day. <gasps> oh, my God. Nuts, dude. The power of the internet, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Next level. That is crazy. Next level, dude. Okay. Would you say that you manifested that? A thousand percent. Only because when I was still working for Tesla, I knew I needed to leave Tesla a year. I I wanted to quit Tesla after one year. Mm -hmm. And at the one year mark, I was like, let's write down some crazy goals. And my first goal that I wrote down was I want to get roasted by Chef Ramsay. Stop it. No, I put, it's on my Instagram story right now from a hundred. It says like 153 weeks ago. (sighs) Me post because I posted about I was uh, I've always been an Instagram hoe. Uh huh. Just like posting about my life yeah and I found it in the archives and now it's on my highlights on my profile I love that (laughs) wow that just goes to show do you know Abraham Hicks yes okay I think we might (laughs) have talked about this when I went to LA yeah I have really 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 started to understand the power of your words 
your actions, writing things down, like you are making your reality all the come time. To life. Like y- literally everything that you say and everything you do is creating what you, what is coming. Yes. So that is incredible. We're speaking to the moment of what we feel and yeah. people don't understand in this day and age how powerful feelings are. Mm-hmm. Not only to understand them, but to start to transmute them yeah. into what you want to feel. Because if we're always speaking to the moment of what we feel, that's just our placing our perception upon the present moment. But then Mm. we can start to place our perception upon what we would like to feel. Yeah. What we would like to experience. Yeah. And start calling it in. Because when we when we did when we dive deep and we have like these dreams, these feelings, these urges, these realizations, I feel like those are literally just glimpses of what is coming. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to feel into it. We don't just get random ideas for no fucking reason. Sorry. Bye. Yes. That's exactly what she talked or what they talk about is like you, in order to obtain something, you have to start, you have to adopt the feeling first, like how it Mm -hmm. is that, that, so like say now we're going totally off topic here, That's okay. but say you're wanting a relationship. Yeah. Say you're wanting a relationship. It's not necessarily trying to manifest the person in your head of like who that person is more of the feeling of I want to feel this way I want to feel connected I want to feel confident I want to feel like encouraged and safe like feeling those emotions first is what will bring that in a thousand percent agree with you it's like making yourself Ah, the magnet yes you have to make yourself the magnet Mm -hmm. yeah okay so this lady calls you and you're like I literally thought it was a scam bro (laughs) I was like, she's like asking for my information. I'm like, what do you need my information yeah. for? She's like, well, I'm calling from the house kitchen and, you know, we're trying to cast and I really just, you know, how old are you? Where are you from? I'm like, what? You know, I was really a little bit. <laughs> hello, hello skeptical. Yeah. But she was like, no, she's like, this is real. Um, we can do a video call. She's like, but I just need to know if you're interested. I was like, oh, well, I'm interested. And what's the first step? And she's like, well, there's going to be a series of interviews and we're just going to pass you through and either you make it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And, but she's like, you know, this is just to see again, if you're interested, are you interested? It's like, do I have to cook meat? And she's like, yes, you have to cook meat. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. Thank you. (gasps) Hang, hang up. Oh my God. (laughs) So then she calls again. Or? I call back in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. Also. No, it's okay. All right. I had my dad call me out, actually. It was really upsetting. For swearing? <laughs> dad, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, he, he was Daddy. like. He was like, I don't. Never mind. He was like, I don't really. Why, you swear a lot on your podcast. <laughs> my heart. Sorry, dad. Shattered. Dad, you're a real one. (laughs) He's just trying to make sure my character is not lacking. So what a righteous or that I, I mean, you can still have a great character and curse, but he's never mind. It's daddy's little girl. Yeah, daddy's little girl. It's cute. No, (laughs) you're fine for cursing. You're on Hell's Kitchen. Well then, fucking fuck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like isn't half the show just like the bleeps? Yeah, yeah, pretty much dramatic music and bleeps, and it's raw, but. So you call her back. I call her back and I was like, Amber, is it too late? Did I shoot myself in the foot? Mm-hmm. She goes, no, let's get it started. She's like, we want you. It's like, what? You actually want me? I literally, my whole body was just electrified. I just, it's, it's that feeling when you know 
this is part of your path and mm. you just you just made You're the, aligned with it. you just made yeah. the right decision yes and i was like oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna do this i can't believe i'm gonna cook meat mm-hmm. right now but okay so then then you started auditioning i think this was around the time i mean this was the time that i knew you because i think that group started at the beginning of the 2018 mm-hmm. and um I think it might have ended, I don't know, in the spring or something. But I remember you telling me that you were auditioning for something, but you couldn't say what. Like, you couldn't disclose what it was. Wow. Um, Yeah. Crazy full circle moment. So you audition, go through, like, a round of auditioning, and then you get shipped off to start filming the show. Dude, you get shipped off not knowing that you made it. You you get shipped off thinking that you still have one more interview. Oh, And then, boom. Guess what? Put on an outfit. They tell you what to pack uh-huh. just in case, I guess. The whole time you're just questioning everything. It's mm-hmm. just psychological warfare. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I can't say so, much. I can't say yeah, much else. No, I'm no, sorry. No, no, that's okay. No, no. Boundaries. Um, okay. So <laughs> fast forward to now, 2021. The show has aired. It is on. You are on the show. As far as I know, you are still on the show. I am still You are on allowed the show. to say it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because, um, yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday. The show is on Mondays. I haven't even seen um, the latest episode. I, I, I saw bits of it, but that's it. Okay. Um, but I'm still on the show. I know that for a fact. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so t- I want to know a little bit about that. So you are – so this is the sh- this is season 20 – Season 20. And this is Young Guns. Young Guns. Okay, so it's all Young Guns. Young chefs. Guns. We got the, <laughs> the way Ramsey says Young Guns, dude. It's hilarious. So, how many, how, what's the age range here? 21 to 24. 21 to 24. And you're, okay, I but I guess you were 22 when you were, okay, awesome. So, a little bit about like being the only vegan chef and what that looked like. Dude. And did he roast you for being vegan? He didn't roast me for being vegan, but he just, he gave me critiques Mm -hmm. because I was honest with him. But bringing up dishes, Mm -hmm. like in the last episode, the bit that I saw, he's like, why did you cut this bone in pork chop? I was like, honestly, I've never cooked pork chop with a bone in it before. So I just did it for plating purposes. And he's like, don't ever do that again. I was like, okay. Because it's, because it's, uh, the juice runs out, obviously. Mm -hmm gross yeah i'm like <laughs> i do not know how to cook meat at all like please don't marry me see, if you I, want me because i don't know how to cook it um see i know how to cook a lot of i know how to cook meat really well uh-huh. i just hadn't i haven't cooked anything uh like a top tier piece of meat a high quality piece of meat a mm. rare piece of meat and that's what we were cooking with yeah for some of these challenges i was like i do not know what i am doing but kind of yeah Okay, so like highs and lows of the show, or, or highs and lows of the show wanna... is learning a lot from him, mm-hmm. from like, Chef Ramsay. Yeah, because or... I would just tell him when I didn't know stuff, and I was just honest, mm-hmm. and he'd tell me, okay, well then next time do this and don't do this, and then there was also a lot of tension. A lot of people didn't understand me. A lot of people you'll see on the show, people like roast me, like, oh, you're not trying your food, wow. Even Emily, she called me a novice, even mm-hmm. though she's the vegetarian, because she was trying the food, which, you know, respect to her, but also disrespect to her. I don't know. 
I'm not putting meat in my mouth, bro. It's not, yeah. It's not actually a disrespect to her. Everyone knows I'm in love with her, but it's just like. You weren't wanting to compromise your. I don't want to your... fucking put meat in my mouth, dude. Because yeah. I just, for me, it was like knowing that when I put meat, when I ingest meat, I'm taking on their energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm also just being a part of it even more. Mm-hmm. I'm being a part of that death experience. I don't want to associate with that. So Hell's Kitchen just felt like surrounded by death all the time where it was normalized and encouraged and i just then like having to like put on this persona like this dissociated persona Mm -hmm. because there was a part of me that was that so i just kind of went back into old josie mode pre-vegan as a chef Mm -hmm. but knowing in my heart that everything i was doing was totally wrong yeah so it's tough yeah, you and you mentioned that you've had nightmares of what did you say? Like you were Yeah, dude, cutting the meat. Cutting the meat. Like But like knives. cutting your arms. Yeah, where all of a sudden I'm slicing the beef for the beef tartare that's on the appetizer station. And then all of a sudden like the knife just starts like shanking me in the forearm and I just uncontrollably am stabbing myself. <sighs> but I'm fine because it's no different than like slicing the meat. So I'm like, it's the same. Like my disposition slicing the meat and slicing myself is the same, but it's like this big gory visual in my dreams. Oh, that's a lot, dude. Every night I was up, they wake, they wake you up early with alarms at Mm -hmm. 5 a.m. I was up before that. Couldn't sleep. Why? What was the like emotional response to being on the show like so you okay you have the nightmares but was there any other kind of like turmoil or guilt that you had for like cooking the meat but you were like I want to win this or were you really there because you were like well I'm the vegan girl like I'm I'm here for a movement I don't really care about like myself or what was your thought process there that's a good question um I didn't know because I was up late on day three, I think. It's not shown in the show, so I'm not really supposed to say this, but I feel like it's not a big deal. My podcast isn't that big <laughs> at all. <laughs> There's like six people that listen to it. Well, no, seven now, <laughs> including me. But Kevin Kevin and I were up late one night. He's like, so what do you think, dude? He's like, do you want to work for his like work at his restaurant? I was like, I don't know. I was like, probably not. I was like, but I'm just going to try to go as far as I can. I, I didn't know like why the universe brought me this because before Hell's Kitchen, I was given two more opportunities. One to be Logan Paul's private chef, which I turned down. Stop it. He had just gone vegan. He wanted me to cook meat, and I said no. And then I got this job um, to work at Underground Cafe in Glendale, which is like underneath a Hollywood studio or something. It's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's called the Basement Cafe. I think it's called the Basement and it was being taken over by new owners and one was vegan one was not and they wanted to do a vegan menu and then the other partner came in he was like no we still want to serve meat and i was like okay well then i'm not your chef turn that down and then hell's kitchen dude Mm. so i didn't know what the universe was trying to do and i'm the 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 reason for hell's kitchen is still unraveling before me Mm -hmm. it's still happening right now so i don't have an answer because i'm witnessing it all right now i'm like oh i think this is it and then something else happens. I'm like, oh, this is it. Yeah. So I, I think it's just 
It's just part of the plan, dude. I'm yeah, surrendered. You're just kind of rolling with it. <laughs> Roll with the punches. I love that. That's so inspiring. Okay, Logan Paul, hilarious. How, what? How did that opportunity come about? Did some other random person call you from Facebook? Actually, Anton, the one who I was calling, who was telling me to go vegan. Mm-hmm. I know Anton through Vima. Okay. Do you know what Vima is? No. It's like a multi-level marketing company that young people were doing that were really douchey and but like making a lot of money. It was okay. really fun. Opened up our eyes of like what capitalism could be mm-hmm. without doing the standard nine to five, blah, blah, blah. And he, Anton, knew Spencer through Vima and Spencer lived with Logan. Spencer it was vegan, made Logan go vegan. And then Anton was always at Logan's to see Spencer, became friends with Logan too Logan was like, I need a private chef because what the fuck am I going to do as a vegan? Mm -hmm. And then Anton was like, well, my friend Josie's a chef and then called me. Wow. Crazy. I, did he offer like salary? Like, did he, did he say? Salary, $55,000 a year, which is pretty good for a chef. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Chefs don't make a lot of money. This man makes so much money. Well, he's got like a personal assistant. Yeah. But I was I think it was for like five days a week. Mm, okay. And he gets to chill in his mansion all day. Like there's yeah. other perks that yeah, come with the job for definitely. sure. Definitely. I just yeah, he him and his brother are like I know. C- like rolling crazy. It's okay if you burp in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it like wouldn't leaning be the first away. time. Wouldn't be the last time. <laughs> okay. Um Wow, okay. <laughs> what <laughs> So many noises are made in this. Ah, That came out weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So many like, you know what? I'm just going to not, not even go there. Um, Okay. So on the show, what, what else do you want to share about the show? Like what's something that like you haven't shared that you want to share or like you want to talk about or one thing I will say, especially after the reason I'm in Austin, Texas, is because I just met up with the Hell's Kitchen cast. One thing I will say is it's kind of awkward when you know that there are sh- chefs that are better than you that mm. don't have a career post Hell's Kitchen right now. Asterix right now. There's a lot of guilt there and that I'm feeling right now today that I've been guilt processing. Guilt for you or for other people? Or like, I, I guess like... Just I feel guilty for having things pop off just because I'm vegan. Mm, okay, I see. Where there are actually like some incredible chefs that are way better than me, have been cooking their whole lives, didn't break, didn't like break off to go do something else. They've just been, they've been cooking, they've been learning, they've been growing, and they don't have, they don't have a career right now, mm-hmm. even though they were on Hell's Kitchen too. I see. So. And you would say that you've gotten a lot of opportunities since. Yeah. Since the show has yeah. aired. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like I feel bad. So I want to like boost them up too. Yeah. But it's also hard because like when you're a vegan brand, vegans aren't very supportive. We're still in living in this dualistic world of vegans versus non-vegans rather than mm-hmm. vegans just loving non-vegans to show non-vegans like. Oh, like you can be, you can radically believe 
like something so different from me and still love me like that's what we need to be doing as vegans yeah that's like the most radical form of compassion and acceptance yeah it's not just for the animals but can you do it animals are cute Mm. and fluffy they're very easy to be compassionate towards can you be compassionate towards a human who doesn't understand something that you think is incredibly important to understand so i'm in a little bit of a i wouldn't say it's a dilemma i think i just talked through it right now Thank you for the therapy session. Yeah, I think this. I think I just got through it. Of course. So I think the answer is help them out and try to boost their career. If I end up glowing up, like I need them to glow up with me. Yeah. Vegan or not. Yeah. Vegan or not, dude. And even like, I'm trying to think of how that could transpire over time. But say you got another opportunity and then they ask you to cook meat, you say no. But I have this guy. Like I have this person that was on the show who's who I love and is great. Dude, um, exactly. Yeah, that that's tough. But your success is still, you know, your success and you work just as hard as anyone else on the show, you know. Mm. I, I mean, that's just I'm not just being nice. Thank <laughs> I'm serious. You. And everything that is in your path you aligned with and you called in, so yeah, I don't think it's a competition, even though you're literally on a competition. I but, like, don't like competition. competition. I know, but it is. Yeah. And it's set up to be that way. Yeah. It's set up with that mentality. So I just want to, I know that you are also one of the people who are working to just be the lights and mm. be the dismantling energy <laughs> Trying <laughs> with me. While also being as compassionate as possible, trying to be. Yeah not an easy road not an easy path when you see like both sides of the coin yeah pretty clearly but um i want to know like the your favorite part of the show Mm. my favorite favorite part of the show hasn't aired yet okay but i'd say my second favorite part of the show I haven't even seen the full episode yet of the one that just aired, but I have lived it. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that was my favorite day, even though it was really emotionally challenging. It was a cook for your life. Like you had to vote. You had to vote. I need to watch the episode, but I'm pretty sure you have to rank all the chefs from who you think is the strongest to the weakest. Mm. And it's really tough because you're not going to vote yourself as the weakest. I mean, you can't if you're like honest but I don't think I was and on purpose because I knew what was I knew something was brewing Mm -hmm. and then you have to like cook for your life and it was like the most adrenaline like inducing just like emotionally charged day wow but after like the reward the dopamine rush that you get afterwards after surviving is just yeah insane yeah so that's so cool yeah I need to watch that episode. Same. I need to. I need to catch up. But um, I'm just like not a big TV watcher. Is that like phony of me to have you on and like not be up to date with the show? No, it's not phony <laughs> because we're because it's not because you see what I'm actually here for, which is not TV. It's for veganism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just like, yeah. Regardless, I would want to have you on. This is Lauren, my roommate. Hi, Lauren, the roommate. <laughs> this is Josie. Your tattoos are awesome. Chef. Um, do what? No, it's gonna stay in. It's gonna stay in. <laughs> it's gonna stay in. Aggie hasn't, uh, knock on wood, she hasn't been crying at the door yet, so that's good. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really wanted you to touch on, uh, I wish I could remember what that Facebook group was about. Like really and truly. Yeah. I, I knew it was, it was like a 30 day. I thought it was like a 30 day mastermind where you just have to like honor your goals every day, do something every day to work towards a bigger goal. Yeah. But I, I don't even remember like writing anything down. I mean, I probably accomplished it because I'm very satisfied with where I'm at currently, <laughs> but I would be curious to know what my goal was three years ago. Like I, I don't think it exactly. had to do with yoga. Oh, I think so too then because I went to India at the end of that year. I'm pretty sure it had to do with yoga and it yeah. had to do with maybe st- college. <laughs> I don't I don't know, but I think if you go, if you scroll through Facebook Messenger, the group probably still exists oh, of really? just like the triad chat yeah. of us girls okay. and our individual group. Mhm. I'll I bet have to it's look there. At I it. deleted my old Facebook, otherwise I'd look it up. Yeah. I could look it up. Yeah, but um so I guess just like your spiritual journey too. And I know that that obviously ties with veganism because you mm. briefly explained the energy and how food is not only your source of life, but life in a metaphorical sense too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You're a fan of Abraham Hicks who I've recently do- dove into. Yeah. You know, I have an Abraham Hicks wellness cards like an oracle card set Mm. but my roommates have been into abraham hicks i haven't i should listen more to abraham hicks i've listened to like a couple things with my roommates and Mm. i really like her her yeah they they technically it's i mean they yeah i always hear the woman's voice yeah i always just say her i guess see that's the thing is i don't know enough (laughs) i don't know enough i only know because i'm reading a book right now by them asking it is given oh good one Oh, that reminds me of Your Wish is Your Command by Kevin Trudeau, the tapes. Ooh, I need to write that one down. Your Wish is Your Command. Yeah, they're on the the first set is on YouTube, but then you have to pay for the next set and the next set and it goes goes deep. Okay. Okay. Very very esoteric and also a little bit um materialistic, but when you listen with a good heart, you can good hear religion. Yeah, you can yeah. hear the truth from it. Ooh. Um Dude, the spiritual journey, I feel like I was, my mom and I, I mean, it goes back to when I was like, I don't know, two, when my mom was a single mom and it was her and I living together alone Mm -hmm. in this little house just outside of Detroit. Mm -hmm. And we'd like lay in the grass and she'd have me meditating and like watching the clouds and like feeling my own breathing. Mm. But then she got married again and like everything changed, but I remained the same and Mm -hmm. I just like clung on to her messages about you know she used to she used to yell at me not for like being silly or like making a mess she used to yell at me for like laughing at a mean joke she's like why are you laughing at that you're you're giving your energy and encouragement to something that is putting something down Mm. I was like whoa she checked you dude yeah (laughs) And that really, those things really stuck with me as a kid because it really resonated. Like it, it would give me goosebumps, mm-hmm. and I would always be like researching other religions as a kid, and just trying to understand. Because after we left our, when she got remarried, we like moved to the suburbs and away from the church that I was going to. And my old church it was like 
I felt God in my pastor. Mm. New church, I was like, who's this dude? Like, this dude's just standing up there talking. I don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, all right, so maybe God isn't, like, this structure thing. Maybe God is just, like, an embodiment kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Didn't use the word embodiment in my brain as a kid, of course, Mm -hmm. but it was just, like, that was my perception, I suppose. And yeah, I started going as soon as I got a car, I started driving to different yoga classes and I don't know. I've just always been seeking for, I'm still seeking for like the truth. Mm. And I think the truth can just be found in the moments. Yeah. I was going to say that's it. Yeah. Within you. Um, that's one of the, like been one of my mantras this year has been all the answers to my questions can be found within when you just sit with yourself for 10 minutes and obviously if you're <laughs> don't take this too literally like if your house is burning down and you don't know what to do you're not <laughs> just gonna go sit for 10 minutes and figure it out like that's not maybe really you are I, maybe you are maybe that's the answer to all your problems is your house burning down but um yeah I mean the answers are within and I will say like and maybe you can kind of tie this back to veganism, but the shift that happens when not only are you like eating intuitively, but you're eating more consciously, it rocks your whole world. Dude, wait, you said maybe the answer to all your problems is the house burning down. I think that that level of allowance and understanding, (laughs) like, if if <laughs> a monk wouldn't flinch if a house started no he'd down. be like oh okay it's time and i think <laughs> that that's actually true yeah like when shit happens our natural instinct is to leap into action mm. and fight whatever the reaction fight fight what's happening or fly away from what's happening yeah. the fight or flight rather than just being like okay this is what's happening yeah and just trusting i was having this conversation with her this is a little off topic are we okay on time yeah we're great I was having this conversation with my mom the other day because she was like, we, we stopped in downtown Detroit before she dropped me off for my flight to San Fran and I took her out to dinner. She's like, I'm really nervous for you to go to the UK. I was like, why? She's like, well, the human rights, she's like, the rules aren't the same over there. What if you get in trouble? What if you get thrown in jail? Blah, 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 blah. What mm. if, what if, what if? And I was just like, I think part of it, I was like, do you agree or disagree that God's plan is also the bad stuff? Or is God's plan only the good stuff? Mm, that's powerful. Because it's like if that's why we experience suffering, because we are avoiding the things that we don't want to experience. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, well, I don't want that to happen. Well, bitch, it's happening. Yeah. We're so attached to the control. <laughs> we're of, so attached. Of like the what if. Yeah yeah rather than just like hey i'm ready for what you got for me today mm-hmm. what that's do you such have? a good point oh my gosh especially like for someone who is has like that religious background which i do and like having pretty religious parents Same. and well, like co- like countering that though and 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 saying well yeah god's plan is is all of the above it's not just the positive it's not just the 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 good vibes <laughs> yeah because everyone's like well uh, if you have jesus then you can do anything and it's like yes you can and also anything includes in the fine print anything bad things too bad shit hitting the fan <laughs> yeah and it's not actually bad it's just like clearing it is 
Just whip out your sage. Yeah. Just clear it away. Yeah. Catalyze the clearing away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I, what else did I have down here? Um, Okay. So we've kind of touched on purpose without touching on purpose, but my podcast is all about, you know, being in the moment, being here now, talking to people about, you know, how they got to be where they're all, where they are and like how that's super inspiring, but purpose, like, what does that word mean for you? And, uh, if you think you found it, what is it? (laughs) And would you tie that to like cooking? I know it's pretty loaded, but but your answer, everyone's answer is different and everyone interprets it different. And that's like why I love asking it. My entire head is just like literally lit up right now my jaw is like locking oh my god you want some deep breaths oh yeah one more (sighs) okay all right thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love this question i read when i was reading the outline in the car and I saw your purpose part, I was like, yeah, I think I had a, a moment on my flight to Austin from San Fran where I was like looking at the clouds and I was trying to, I was desperately trying to fall asleep. I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm just looking at the clouds and I was like, I think we're just meant to go to the places where our whole being can be extracted not just partially, not just using, like, part of our strength. We have to go... We're not necessarily always going to end up in the right place where we're, our whole being is going to be extracted, where the juice, the pulp, is going to be fully extracted for the betterment of the collective. Mm-hmm. But as long as we're in pursuit of that, I think that that is what gives us purpose. Because the comfort zone, I mean, we all know what the comfort zone is, but what the comfort zone really is is like oh i found where i can be extracted a little bit and it doesn't hurt Mm. but it's because people don't realize what they are that they're not willing to go to to the unknown Mm -hmm. to somewhere new they don't want to be fully extracted maybe because they just don't know all the goodness that they have inside of them they don't know that they have a full spectrum of Mm -hmm. vitamins inside of them they just think that they got a peel or Mm -hmm. a skin no i love the food analogy (laughs) (laughs) pretty on brand yeah thanks so i love that i i think that's so true so finding what makes you feel the most full and the most authentic or like the most like strained Mm to know what you're made of yeah what you can handle yeah your resiliency yeah just figure out okay wow this is so much feel all the feelings feel the strain feel the weight feel the what does that bring up for you Mm -hmm. to get yourself there and then leave you don't need to stay and suffer yeah (laughs) but just like keep being in pursuit of like figuring that out for yourself Ooh, i love that thank you for sharing that that was a great answer Things that's from not too scary. That's from not sleep deprivation. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by caffeine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, what is the biggest piece of advice 
that you were given or that you learned and you want to pass on? This could be from a chef perspective, a following your dreams perspective, or mm. take it as you want. Wow. I think that there's always a valid reason to not do something. And if you have an idea, people are always like, don't be impulsive, be smart. And I'm like, nah, be impulsive. Like, do something when it first hits your brain and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Don't do it because you think it's going to be a success and make a million dollars or like make you super happy. Just do it. Just like allow your curiosity to guide you and don't be afraid of the repercussions because nothing is permanent. Obviously don't harm others in the process. Don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. But if it's something like move to a new state or move to a different city or quit your job with no other backup job, mm -hmm. break up with your significant other that you're living with mm -hmm. when you have nowhere else to go, just do it. Take the leap and the net will appear. I read that recently and I was like, damn, I read that a long time ago uh, when I was a kid and that used to light me the fuck up. Yeah. And I read it again and I was like, yes, it still is. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's one of my favorite quotes. I, I said that to my roommate um, when he was like quitting a job, like literally like a month and a half ago. Um, and he was like, I just don't have anything else lined up. I said, leap and the net will appear. Like, just do mm -hmm. it and something else will come up. Um. Because, again, like, you are calling in everything that you want. So if you're you're living in a state of lack, of course you're not going to attract what you want. Because you're sitting here thinking, I don't have this. No, 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 no. This is all that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not going to attract anything that's right with right. that mindset. Um, yeah, that was uh, – I hope someone, someone took that little yeah. nugget that you shared. I hope so, too. Um, Fuck what your parents say. Do what? I said, fuck what your parents say. <laughs> Except my dad. Sorry, dad. <laughs> sorry, dad. But also, not it's sorry. It's your life to live. Also it's not sorry, dad, because I'm not, I'm not Bridget. <laughs> um, so to kind of wrap up here, I'm curious to know, first, okay, this just popped up into my head, but as a vegan, as a vegan advocate, as a vegan chef, if you could give someone one, I had a girl, let me, let me, let me reword this a little better. A girl posted on her Instagram, a little question box on her story. I know, I know of her not really too well, but she said, why should I go vegan or vegetarian? I've been thinking about it. And I literally entered in the, in the box. Where do I begin? Like, where do I even begin to like say like why someone should try it out? So if you had to answer that, <laughs> what what would you say? Like why someone should try it out? If there's anything that you don't know about your life that you wish to know in terms of where you're going, what you're going to do, what you want to do, what you want to be, go vegan. Mm. Because when you consume light, all of a sudden things become clear for you to know what's going on inside of you. When your insides are clearer, yeah. you can feel yourself clearer. Yeah. And as you clear, all of a sudden you know everything. Mm. And you can still take in what other people have to say. It's not that you know everything in the egotistical kind of way. It's just you know the important things about where you know where you're going. You're not lost anymore. You have purpose. You have direction. You know what the next step is intuitively. You can feel it. 
instinctively even when it doesn't make sense you know what to do when it doesn't make sense you still do it because you feel the call on the inside because now your mind body and soul are connected and it's all operating as one and you're in the flow Mm. with the collective you're not like in this separated uh like fragmented consciousness you're operating with virtue which is just sheer light also yeah so yeah i mean there are just so many reasons to go vegan i think that's the overall blanket statement mm. but it's a good one fook what do you say oh <laughs> <laughs> um you're not allowed to ask me the questions no i'm kidding <laughs> taking over oh i don't even know man i I would say that it's if it's something that you're questioning, give it a try. Mm. I wouldn't say that about everything. Like, if don't don't question wanting to do heroin and then just giving that a try. <laughs> Let's not take it to that degree. But like, if you're wanting to try something new, just like go for it. Um, and I think, kind of like what you're saying about clarity and direction, you do feel that when you are consuming things that are as pure as you know as it gets um oh yeah I, I don't know I don't know what else to say about that really I feel like it's um, a preparement too like when your body is prepared that is like taking the leap for the mm-hmm. net to appear because when you have the energy to take on more responsibility doing doing anything purposeful is taking on more responsibility and when your body is more capable your mind is more capable your soul is more capable to take on responsibility mm-hmm. by having better energy levels, by having better health. Will come, I think things will come to you faster too. I think it's like a way to ca- to catalyze the manifestations. Yeah. Like in a, in a selfish way. Cause for people who don't give a fuck about the animals, they're not going to go vegan for the animals. Yeah. There's the discount. You have to go vegan to be connected to the animals, mm. I think. But if you do it for a selfish way, be selfish. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Yeah, it's not a stepping into that world. It it becomes less about us versus them. Or, I don't know, I think you start to see everything on a more, uh, like a collective, like a collective mindset. Mm-hmm. You start to see everything as equal mm-hmm. and less about like, what can I get for my gain? Or I'm, I'm eating this because, you know, I've always been taught this. Question everything. Think for yourself and question. That was one of a, uh, I don't want to say his name, that DJ, his quote. Oh. <laughs> Think for yourself and question. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's the answer to that so, question. All right. Well, good. If you feel content with that, I'm content with that for sure. I'm content with that for now. For now. For now. All right, cool. But um, I guess the last thing I want to ask you is, okay, well, first, how can people find you? I'm going to plug this, like, at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> but, like, you. if they want to connect with you and they want to, like, so talk with you. I think the best, I mean, ultimately, the best way to talk to me is through Instagram. I even have a link where you can, like, schedule a 15-minute phone call with me on Calendly. Oh, cute. If you have any questions about veganism or you have any questions for me specifically, um, I'm not going to talk about Hell's Kitchen. Don't don't book a 15-minute phone call to talk about Hell's Kitchen. 
Like, that's all I'm going to say. Boundary. Yeah. Boundary <laughs> alert. But anything else, like, I'm here for it. Anything personal, spiritual. You want to talk about your own personal problems. I'm certified in NLP. Like, let's go, baby. Wait, what's um, NLP? Neuro linguistic programming. Oh. If you need some help figuring some shit out, give me a ring on Instagram, Vegan Chef Josie. Uh, it's J O S I E. And yeah. Thanks for the plug. Thanks yeah, for letting of me course. plug. Yeah. Um, why would I just have you on and then be like, you guys cannot ever see or hear from her ever again? <laughs> that would be so weird. Um, and then the last question that I ask everyone is, what are three things you're grateful for? Mm, today, I'm grateful for sisterhood, mm. for having connected with you and just like getting to build this even further, See you in, seeing you again in person is just amazing i'm also grateful for uh, my house kitchen family i mean wow it's just so good to see them like all of them my god and the third thing i'm grateful for i want to say my manager but it's just another like i'm just really grateful for people gosh that's apparent it is my manager because Without him contacting me and putting all this together, I mean, I'd have nothing right now. Mm-hmm. And just being able to, like, talk about veganism has been Full so <laughs> heart-opening. It's not even funny. Good. So thanks for giving me another way to do so, too, dude. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy you could come on. I appreciate you. And, yeah, is there anything mm. else that you wanted to say to the people? <laughs> to the people i love you um i want nothing more than for everyone to just reach their highest potential and yeah to come together in a way that is conducive to us being able to be ourselves and also honor each other being Mm. being sovereign individual beings so if you're on board with that, please slide into the DMs. <laughs> Tell me what your dreams are, and let's see if we can collaborate and make them happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love you. Thank you for being here. I love here. you, Bead. And, um, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs> uh, Till next time. Till next time.